Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where inspiring stories are brought to life. This podcast is made possible by Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. I'm your host, Dr. Drew Flam. This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today, our guest on the podcast is Leanne Lavender. Leanne graduated from Grace in 2010 and since then has been remarkably industrious. Right after earning her bachelor's degree, Leanne began serving as an admissions counselor at Grace, where she was very successful, and then continued her career in admissions down in Indianapolis. In 2017, Mudlove asked her to come on as director to help with its fundraising efforts, and Leanne eagerly accepted, and has now developed what is known as Love Well Fundraising. Leanne is also founder of Lavender Accessible Design, where she helps others design and create accessible spaces for their home or business. And her work's been featured on platforms including Dwell and Design Sponge. Additionally, she's become an advocate of the spinal cord community through her social media presence, Lavender's Longshot, educating others about accessibility, but also spreading hope about life. Leanne, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Drew. Thanks for having me. I hope you're enjoying your weekend in Winona. Oh, of course. There was a homecoming parade this morning. That was a pleasant surprise. It was pretty fun. Lots of candy, right? Yes, lots yes. of candy. My kids brought home lots of candy from that same parade, <laughs> which we will subsequently eat when they go to bed tonight. Yep, so yes, exactly. I'm very excited about that. Thank you for joining us this weekend and being honored as our young alum of the year. And um, you are very deserving, though I'm sure mm. you don't feel that way, uh, just for the way that you've lived and used the platforms God has given you. But I want to take you back to your time at Grace as a student. And uh, tell us a little bit about how you got to Grace. And even our theme this year is together. So how you got connected to others and, and what your time at Grace was like. Yeah, so I am, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Super, super honored about the Alumni Award. Definitely don't feel deserving of it, but excited to be back. Uh, my time at Grace started in 2007. So I actually randomly, I mean, I went to a Grace Brethren Church growing up. So we had okay. heard about Grace, but I am from Ohio. So Cedarville was kind of where most kids um, ended up going. And I um, started out in a nursing school for a year. And nursing was just not my forte. <laughs> uh, so at the end of that year, I decided I wanted to try something a little different. And uh, my friend um, Ainsley was actually coming to Grace. And I like applied, talked my parents into letting me give it a shot. And yeah, I transferred to Grace in 2007. And I mean, I didn't even tour the campus. I knew nothing about, I didn't get to pick my roommate because I was a transfer student. Wow. Like just, it was within a month that I applied, got accepted, and then came here. And I don't know, it's it's pretty crazy looking back on how quickly that all happened and then how much God did in my life through coming to Grace. Seems like really it was neat. sort of this quick decision oh, yeah. and, and you didn't know how monumental absolutely. it would be. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So transferred to Grace and um, decided to become a business major on like literally a whim, basically on a Google search, uh, trying to figure out. <laughs> That's pretty much how do... we all lead our lives oh, yeah. now. So. <laughs> oh yeah, if I'm not going to do nursing, what can I do? Okay, business. And that was you know basically my pick. And uh, yeah, so ended up here and just, just loved it, loved it. And um, after you graduated, you loved it so much you stuck around, I did. right? So, I did stick how'd you around. end up being an admissions counselor and, you know, sort of being on the other side of 
selling Grace to others. Yeah. So while I was here at Grace um, as a marketing major, I actually interned at Biomet for a couple years. And um, while there, my senior year, I remember I was trying to decide um, what to do career-wise, and I got called in for a job opportunity in Germany. And they said, um, it's going to be two years in Germany, whatever. And I literally... When I went in for the interview, my last name, my maiden name was Bundenthal, and I'm German, and I think they thought I spoke German, and I don't, (laughs) and so I had to tell them, like, I don't even know German, so then I got kind of nixed for the job, and at that time, I was like, well, what now? Um, and, uh, my mentor, Emily Brenneman had said, Hey, I saw there's an opening in admissions. Like you just have to talk about how much you love grace and try to get kids into it. And I was like, Oh, that's easy. Like I love grace. I could, you know, travel around doing that. So I took a position in the admissions office and I had everything West of Indiana was my territory. So I got to travel around a lot and, um, yeah, loved it. It was a really good, really good fit for my personality too. So, and one of the things you told our students in chapel is, you know, uh, you didn't come for an MRS degree, nor right. did you get one nor while you were at Grace, one. but you did, <laughs> you did, you did uh, get married soon after um, to Derek, and that took you down to Indianapolis. That's where right. You continued to serve right with Grace. Right. Um, you were that good. We said, sure, oh. you can work for Grace from Indianapolis. That works for us. Um, uh, but then life changed right. quite drastically um, in 2016. Mm-hmm. So tell us just a little bit about that period of time and, again, that theme of together and, right. and what that meant for you. Right. So um, like Drew said, so I met my husband just shortly after taking my job at Grace. So we, um, Derek, had dated. We dated for three years while he was down actually in Indy um, finishing up his graduate degree. And so the the kind of fun thing now is that Derek's family is actually from here in Winona Lake. And so all like a lot of my friends from Grace College were actually his friends in high school, like people uh. he knew growing up. That's how we met. Uh, so now as we're down in Indianapolis, a lot of our friends are down there. So it's really fun. Um, but yeah, so we were married for two years. Um, Derek was working there. I was working at Grace and uh, we had kind of just really gotten into a really good routine of like marriage and we were fixing up our home and um, a lot of things. And then in uh, June, 2015, no, sorry, June 15th, 2016, um, Derek was in a serious motorcycle accident on his way downtown, just on a random Wednesday morning, going into work about 6 a.m. And so he is now paralyzed from the chest down. So we had been married two years, right about three years when the accident had happened. Uh, So it was definitely a little, you know, it is, it's a total life changer. And I feel like when things, you know, we all have traumatic things happen to us where there is like a before and after, I guess it doesn't have to be traumatic marriage, you know, college, there's definitely like breaks in our life where we can look back and see those areas. And that definitely June 15th was a big one for us. Tell us about, you know, it was in the morning and Mm -hmm. just even, you know, that first couple hours um, after figuring out what's going on with my husband and just how you processed it and and even that first day I think you wrote a blog Mm -hmm. post a Mm -hmm. a little bit about the the experience Mm -hmm. um so just how how did you process that difficult moment in time yeah um so it happened uh like I said early in the morning so I didn't really figure out what was going on until about 7 a.m so I had texted Derek twice around like 6 30 and then 6 45 asking if he was safe and I never heard back and then at 7.15, I got a phone call from actually Derek's phone, which is like kind of crazy on mm-hmm. in of itself. 
um, from a guy named David at Eskenazi Hospital who told me that Derek had been in a really serious motorcycle accident and needed to get downtown as soon as possible. Um, and at the time, he wouldn't really tell me much. And so I think I just knew deep down that it probably wasn't good. And our, our families both lived two hours away. So they were as they were driving in, I was at the emergency room, super anticlimactic. I think watching all these like ER shows, you're like, oh, it's probably like chaos. And people are, you know, I like walk in and just that David guy sitting at the desk. And he, he just said, if you want to have a seat. And <laughs> I remember he's like, can I get you anything? And I was like, you know, coffee would be great. He's like, I don't have any coffee. And I said, okay, can I, can I get some water? He's like, I don't have any water. And I was like, okay, just don't worry about it. I'll just go sit over here by myself. Um, and it took about an hour for the doctors to come out and just kind of tell me what happened. And um, to this to this day, the accident's a mystery, so they don't really know what happened. They found Derek um, in a ditch off the side of the highway. Uh, so someone had called the ambulance to come and get him. And he actually... I mean, sorry if this is too much detail, kind of fun fact. He was like totally with it when they um, saw him. He obviously gave them the code to his phone to get in to call me. Uh. But uh, when you're in a spinal cord, like when it's a serious accident and they don't want you to move. So they had said, well, spinal cord injuries actually give you a shot so that you don't remember anything. It's almost like a basically like a roofie that just like relaxes you. Uh. It kind of wipes your memory out. Um, so they said that he'll never remember, but not from a head injury or anything, but just from the medication they give him. So, uh, yeah. So that's when we found out that he is paralyzed from the chest down. And I mean, at the time we didn't know anyone who was paralyzed. It was like a totally whole new ball game. Um, I remember just sitting on Google at like 2 a.m. that night in the hospital room, like just Googling stuff. Cause I, I just didn't know mm. anything about spinal cord injuries, but, like you said, I did send out a blog post. Um, so we had an active blog just from like posting about our um, renovations on our home that we were working on. And it was kind of my like panic, please pray for us. Here's what's going on. Here's the facts and here's what we need prayer for. And it just kind of took off from there. So hmm. that's one of the things that's been so neat is your willingness to be open about hmm. this journey um, that you've been on, you know, now for over three years um, and, you know, talk us through a little bit of those like first three, four months of yeah. where you guys went and how you figured out your way around and how people came around you to love and support you. So with, with at least with our spinal cord injury and most spinal cord injuries. So you start off in the hospital setting, you kind of, you know, get stabilized. So Derek was in the ICU for a month until they felt confident they got him off of his trach and uh, feeding tube. He wasn't off his feeding tube yet, but pretty much all like the life things that you need to be off of. And then they'll send you off to rehab. So once you go to rehab, you're still in a hospital setting. There's still doctors there to take care of you. But um, that's where you learn how to put your socks on and, you know, take a shower and just all the life things that you're going to need moving forward. Um, so Derek was in rehab for four months and that's pretty extensive. I mean, usually they say like six to 12 weeks, depending mm. on your injury level. Um, aside from Derek breaking his back, he did break both of his arm. He broke both his hands and his arm. And so he couldn't even like really wheel himself around. So we were basically waiting those seven weeks for those injuries to heal until he could start learning like his other stuff. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy throughout that time. Um, not only did I continue to blog and just kind of update people on where Derek was and how we were doing, but, um, man, our friends, you know, with the theme community, our friends and family, it was just so incredible to see people just rally behind us. 
I mean, not only people we didn't know, um, there was this random lady reached out to me on Instagram and was like, hey, I want to do a fundraiser for you. And she raised $10,000, which paid for Derek's wheelchair, um, just from like raising like this Instagram community, which was just incredible, raising support from them. Um, But the biggest thing that Derek had said, so I forgot, sorry, we went to rehab, but it was in Chicago. So we lived in Indy. We had to move to Chicago. Um, I think the biggest just amazing thing I feel like that God like a huge um, answer to prayer that he did for us was that Derek was really concerned about me um, staying in a Ronald McDonald house which is basically the option there so that's like a like a hotel room um, for people who are going through like a hospital situation Uh, so the Ronald McDonald house there near the rehab facility was it was it was a few blocks away, but it was still ninety dollars a night. I mean, and for four months, you're done. It just was like racking up bills. But I mean, we didn't really have any other options. So um, that day when Derek moved into rehab, I had all my stuff to move into the Ronald McDonald house, and uh, my mother in law was down in the lobby. And and when I showed up to the hospital, she had actually beat me there. We were waiting for Derek's ambulance to arrive, and she was on the phone. Um, she hung up the phone. She came over and talked to me and said. This is totally random. There is a family in Warsaw um, who has a condo here on Michigan Avenue, and they want to know if you want to stay there. Like, they're not going to be using it. There's a there's a doorman. Leanne, you know, you can come and go as you want. There's two bedrooms, two bathrooms. This condo is, like, for you to use. And, man, what a blessing because, I mean, we still had friends who were going to come stay with me at the, with the Ronald McDonald house, but once <laughs> I had this condo overlooking Suddenly everybody Michigan wanted Avenue, to come visit a little bit more oh, often. Oh, suddenly huh? we were... Yeah, people came. I mean, we had, yeah, four months, and I had a little calendar, and Derek's biggest thing was he told his mom, like, I don't want Leanne to have to be in Chicago by herself. I don't want her to walk back and forth by herself. Um, and we, I had this calendar, and we had someone stay with us every single night. We had wow. family and friends flying in. I mean, it was just so neat to see just the support and people coming in to support us. So, And I remember I had the opportunity to attend one of those uh, fundraising events down in Indianapolis on mm-hmm. a rooftop. And it, I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, there was like thousands of people right. um, there, uh, food tasting, there was music going on, <laughs> and it was all just a show and share love with you mm. guys and that it was so uh amazing just to to see that and um as you guys developed a new normal um you started to get back into some some work but you had to do it in unique ways right right, right. um and what's neat i think is that you you went from receiving so much love to now you mm. know starting a company that gives so much love that's why you called it love well right mm. Um, so tell us a little bit about just how God got you to where you are now and some of the things that you're working on and Derek and what Derek's right. working on as well. Yeah, it really is neat to see how God took just something I was passionate about and just turned it into like a job that I love. So essentially I was working at Grace. I stepped down because of Derek's accident and need to get him kind of back. Um, and we had done a lot of fundraisers. People were so generous with like, don't like the one you attended. I mean, you know, we didn't ask for any of that. People were just showing up and going above and beyond. Um, but one that was done was through mud love. So, um, we had, you know, family friends here, they were interested in helping. They started a mud love fundraiser and, and six months later, the owner of mud love Luke was like, Hey, I think we could like turn this into a thing. Like, I think we could start doing fundraisers as a thing and asked if I wanted to kind of 
take that over. And it's been, yeah, I've, I'll be, uh, have been employed by them, like coming up three years now, just helping Uh. people raise money through fundraisers. So we started lovewellfundraising.com. And there, yeah, we create custom products uh, for free. Well, custom products aren't free, but we create products to help people for free, um, just to raise funds for things they're passionate about. And it's been really neat. Just the families I've been able to meet and like, I feel for him. You know, we've mm-hmm. been there. I know fundraising is awkward. I know you don't want to have to ask people um, for help. But if you're going to, let's do it in, like, a cool and creative way that, that doesn't make you feel like it just doesn't have to be degrading. Mm-hmm. You know, I think fundraising can be a really neat way for other people to rally around loved ones. And and that's support. one thing you are doing. Right. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then you also um, have design business where where you help others i mean you know you'd been working on this house and so you learned so so how did you get into this like sort of being the design guru for accessible homes totally random i mean it's kind of the same thing it's like well we were you know we had to renovate so we sold our previous house that we were living in because it wasn't accessible and um renovated our current home for Derek's wheelchair and in that process i just learned so much of like okay, just because it's wheelchair accessible, you know, doesn't mean your house has to be super dorky. You know, we can find really creative ways to like integrate design into your home. And we, yeah, I mean, I love our house. I, I we finally, we finally moved in um, last December and it's uh. just been such a game changer for us to have an accessible space that we just can like enjoy. And I want other people to feel that. And I think oftentimes accessible design, you think of like a nursing home or like, uh, a hotel room with like really low counter, t- you know, it doesn't have to be that way. So I've, I mean, it hasn't gone crazy. That's kind of my side gig. I just do it um, for fun, but just help families um, integrate. Um, yeah. Design with like any type of disability. Accessibility. So, yeah. And um, before I get into your social media <laughs> presence, like tell us Derek, what's he yeah. up to now and how's he doing? Yeah. Derek is doing great. So he went, Six months after the accident, he started back part-time. So Derek is a patent attorney at a um, law firm down in Indianapolis. And after about a year, finally went back full-time. And they've been awesome. Um, Just really, really great. They're the ones who threw the fundraiser that Mm. Drew got to attend. But, yeah, they've been great um, with him just any anything he needs they definitely like go above and beyond but yeah i mean he's really busy with work which he's you know he kind of jokes that he sat on his butt all day every day anyway so he's like i really picked a really good career (laughs) that i could still you know he since he does have full function of his hands he can still work full time lord has plans doesn't he that's right he still works absolutely yep so he still works he's driving now we got a dog we're yeah life and I, I told my mother-in-law I'm like life is like boring like it's good I'm really glad life feels boring because it's just it's about yeah took, took a long took time a little, to get there took a little bit of time but to the, get there. a new normal has Absolutely. has has now come to fruition okay and then you know lavender's long shot which yes. is you know your blog and mm-hmm. and I've joked with you a couple times and we'll continue that you know Probably all of us who listen to this, if we combined all of our Instagram followers together, wouldn't get close to where you are. Um, I saw I got mentioned on your Instagram, oh, so you I go. may have, Feeling. I know, so I may have just doubled my number of followers. My mom and somebody else is now following me. Um, so yeah, talk us about us, you know, that that willingness to be open about rebuilding uh, a house turned into openness about, you know, all of your 
life mm. and has then turned into this thing. Yeah. Um, and so tell us how you use that platform and what that platform's all about. Yeah. So it really, so Lavender's Long Shot, even the name is like crazy to me because our house that we were working on when Derek's accident happened was called Long Shot. So we started this blog, Lavender's Long Shot. You know, first of all, this was before Chip and Joanna Gaines were naming <laughs> houses. We were like ahead of the curve. Um, and we were just keeping people up to date on that. And uh, when Derek's accident happened, like Drew said, I just, you know, I popped that blog out there like, just here's what's going on. Please pray for us. And um, but it was like 10 days in the, uh, surgeon, one of the surgeons came up to talk to me and he's like, you know, Derek walking again, is going to be a long shot. I mean, those were his exact words. Wow. And I remember just like one, like you, obviously you feel that like it hurts, but then I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like we already have this like thing going, like what a cool way to like, you know, we know Derek has less than a 5% chance of walking again. You know, we know it's a long shot. So I just kept that name and just kept, you know, basically turned it into a platform of like keeping people up to date with our life, but also trying to encourage others with like, um, why, you know, if they're going through a hard time that there's, you know, hope in that. And, um, yeah. And also just, uh, informing people about spinal cord injuries and accessibility and all the fun things that come along with that. So, uh, what, how can people find you? Cause a lot of people have found you. So oh, how can people yeah. find your, blog your instagram that kind of thing yeah so everything is at lavender's long shot so lavender like the color long shot like the long shot <laughs> like your life <laughs> I just, right yeah, i just can't think of a better way to explain that one um and you know that has led you into speaking opportunities and all sorts of various things but like what do you see down the pike like what are you excited about for the next journey oh, that's a of, good of the lavenders yeah i don't know i i'm not sure um we're you know kind of trying to figure out the kid thing i don't know if that's gonna work out for us or not that's definitely once again a long shot um but just keeping to pursue things that we enjoy and you know whatever happens happens i think we both really like our, our work right now and um yeah I wish I had a better answer. You're just jumping right into yeah, it. Yeah, just all like, the things. We'll, just well, when you have away. like eight jobs, which you somehow have accumulated <laughs> in less than two years, um, you stay you stay rather busy. I think we haven't even talked about right water for good. Yeah. Right, you're a right content strategist there and do a bunch of writing for water for good, which is connected back to Grace and Jim Hawking and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So you've got all sorts of stuff yeah. going on which is amazing and again i i just thank you so much for your willingness to be open about your journey mm -hmm. i know that it's been an encouragement to my wife and i um to so many on our campus and it's neat that in being faithful to the journey and faithful even in your struggles mm -hmm. that so many have seen it and responded and been touched and you've been able to use what is a tragedy mm. um, for something good to bring praise and glory to God and that is just amazing so thank you for doing that and being that. willing to even share with our students some of the last couple of days um, part of your story and journey yeah it's been an honor thank you thank you so much for having me no we appreciate it and thanks to all of you for listening to the grace story podcast music was written and produced by dr wally brath assistant professor of worship arts thanks to our co-producers andrew paladino and rick near and if you can do us a huge favor and rate or comment on this podcast wherever you got it from we'd be so grateful until next time live your best grace story today